0: this is free talk live you can dial in toll free and bring up anything you want uh, take control of the airwaves here at one eight five five four fifty 450 free that's Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Nemi. And Wayne. All right. So, Mark, uh, on vacation, driving around uh, Maine and New Hampshire in the mobile authority resistance vehicle, courtesy of LibertyOnTour.com. I don't know if we're going to hear from him while he's on vacation at all, but (laughs) uh, I I called him today. We were supposed to have a civil disobedience evolution fund meeting, and he said he didn't have time for it. So he must be having a good time. Good for him. uh, On his vacation, and, and it's much... Uh, certainly much deserved considering all the work he had to do well earned while i was in jail Um, by the way news uh, right out the gate want to give you uh, an update apparently we've been nominated by our listeners for the podcast awards yet again and if you'd like to vote for free talk live you may do so the podcast awards voting is open as of today and it closes down in about two weeks on october 27th so you can vote uh once a day Uh, once every i believe every 24 Yeah, excuse me voting resets every day at midnight so they 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 total up the votes they received and then you can vote again uh, once midnight passes eastern time so you can go and uh, cast your vote for free talk live over in the politics category politics slash news category that's where you'll find us at podcastawards.com that's podcastawards.com so uh, of course always stuff to discuss here tonight one of the big uh, pieces of news that we didn't get a chance to touch on yesterday is the secret order uh, that is ordering google and a small internet provider named sonic.net to turn over information from the email accounts of wikileaks volunteer jacob applebaum according to documents reviewed by the wall street journal Uh, sonic said it fought the government's order and lost and was forced to turn over information they said that challenging the order was rather expensive, but we felt it was the right thing to do. Essentially, they uh, you know, they, they ran out of cash. You, you can't fight the government. They've got more money than you. They've got more uh, more resources than you do. Now, whether or not Google is going to let the, uh, the fight go, so to speak, that uh, remains to be seen. Apparently, they weren't really commenting uh, for this piece. The government's request, they're calling it a request, but it's a secret order that you can't really reveal uh, or else something might happen to you. Uh, so it's not a request when it's from the government because they're threatening you. It included the email addresses of people that uh, Mr. Applebaum corresponded with for the past two years, but not the full emails. So it included the email addresses, but not the full emails. Got it. Both uh, Google and Sonic pressed for the right to inform Mr. Applebaum of the secret court orders. According to people familiar with the investigation, Google declined to comment at this time, and Applebaum at this time has not yet been charged with anything. So here's yet another example, and we've heard of these things in the past, these secret uh, secret orders that uh, after the Patriot Act, I think, was put into effect there was news that came out that they were using these things against librarians, for instance, to, mm-hmm. get, to get people's library records as far as what books they were checking out. And that when one of these secret orders is issued to somebody, that uh, they're essentially under the threat of violence if they reveal the fact that they've received the order.
1: Yeah, so, if they told that the person, that librarian told the person who was under investigation that they were under investigation, they could end up in jail for a long time. Exactly.
0: The court clashes in the WikiLeaks case provide a rare public window into the growing debate over a federal law that lets the government secretly obtain information from people's email and cell phones without a search warrant. Several court decisions have questioned whether the law, the Electronic Communications Privacy Act, violates the Constitution's Fourth Amendment protections against unreasonable searches and seizures. Duh. (laughs) Right. Well, of course, I would imagine that uh, they're going to determine that it doesn't because... Because they're dumb. Well, because they, they're going to rule in the favor of the government. But also, the Fourth Amendment is written in a nice, convenient way to allow a huge loophole where they use the term reasonable or rather unreasonable. So all they have to say, well, it's, cool. it's reasonable. We're trying to stop terrorism.
2: Now, maybe it's, the, maybe it's the dreamer in me, but I would hope that Google being Google and Google being big enough to take on Facebook and affect some change, is that maybe they will stand their ground. and and say absolutely not
0: hopefully that's why they're not commenting so they don't tip their their hat at all right on what they're doing and we've seen google kind of take both sides as well Mm -hmm. in various different uh governmental related news so sometimes they side on the favor of freedom and you know open communication and sometimes like in the case of china right they knuckle under and
1: do what they're told well the government's a good customer of theirs you know they're 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 users are, are, use their stuff for free, but mm-hmm. the government pays them and other corporations pay them for their data. So if, if you're a business owner, who, who do you side with? Your best customer who pays you the most money or to people who use your service for free?
0: Well, I mean, the people that use their service for free make their service valuable to advertisers and they make a bunch of money off of advertising. I would imagine they make a lot more from advertising than they do from some government as a client for data mining.
1: I don't know the numbers.
0: Me neither. But uh, and you know, they're certainly not uh, not speaking in this particular case. WikiLeaks is, uh, in case you don't know, a publisher of documents that people can submit anonymously. And after WikiLeaks released a trove of classified diplomatic cables last year, Attorney General Eric Holder said the U.S. was pursuing an active criminal investigation of WikiLeaks. In 1986, is when it was passed. The Electronic Communications Privacy Act is older than the World Wide Web. Uh, The Coalition of Technology Companies, or a Coalition of Technology Companies, is is lobbying Congress to update the law to require search warrants in more digital investigations, as though getting a search warrant is really that hard for the police anyway.
1: Exactly, but that is one of the checks and balances that we have right now.
0: It's, it's we're, barely we're a roadblock. Ba- you know, barely. It's, barely it's, not, it's not like they just can't get right around it with some judge who's a rubber stamp kind of guy.
2: True, but it's better than nothing. It is better than nothing. And there's probably
1: more rubber stamp judges now than there were, say, 30, 40 years ago.
0: Now, law enforcement uh, uses the law to obtain some emails, cell phone location records, and other digital documents without getting the search warrant, or even showing probable cause that a crime has been committed instead the law sets a lower bar the government must only show reasonable grounds that the records would be relevant and material to an investigation and sometimes they they do what's the equivalent of a you know a knock and talk where if a cop wants to he can just come up to your house knock on your front door and then start, start asking you questions you have no obligation to answer the door you have no obligation to answer his questions but people do anyway because they don't know any better and they feel like well if it's a cop i've got to do what what he wants me to do you have a warrant yeah well exactly and uh but people don't know these things and they don't ask those questions and so they end up blabbing and revealing information to the police that actually may lead the police to arrest them so the cops do the same thing in the case of many digital investigations where you know for instance there was a website i uh, was aware of that was tracking information on some of the bureaucrats up here in new hampshire where you could go and write information about the about them you know upload a picture they they cracked down on that real fast they sent a threat out to the agent or to the uh, the, the internet service provider or the, ser- the hosting provider that was uh, providing the hosting for the site which unfortunately had been a local to the united states host it should have been an international host but the person who set up the site didn't want to go jump through that hoop so when they received just a letter from the police they shut it down. It wasn't any kind of legal threat. It was just, hey, we're the cops, and we want you to shut this website off. So they did it. And, and not everybody has the same level of tolerance, uh, you know, for for the police. Some people are going to knuckle under faster than others. But most companies don't want to deal with it. They don't want to fight anything in court. They'd rather just shut an account down, lose one account, than have to fight the, you know, not, even if it's not the federal government, a state government. They don't want to have to deal with it. So, unfortunately, this one uh, Sonic.net was unable to uh, successfully defeat the federal government. And, of course, they wouldn't be able to. I mean, they just don't have the money. And you're fighting the feds in federal court. So it's the feds who are deciding the case about your privacy.
1: It reminds me of one of those old movies you see where, where the cop who pulls you over takes you down to the courthouse. Then he gets into the, the, the judge's robe. And then, <laughs> and, and then when they go around to the cashier, he's the cashier, too. I've
0: never seen that, but it certainly sounds amusing. It's t- very funny. The toll-free number here tonight is 1-855-450-FREE. By the way, another difference here between uh, the, this law here, the person whose email is inspected is often never knows a search was even conducted. That's because these court orders, as Wayne pointed out, are almost always sealed, and the internet provider is generally prohibited from notifying the customer whose data has been searched. So you have no clue. Whereas if you actually have a search warrant, it has to be delivered to you so you know what's going on. More code up here, 855-450-FREE. Will Google make a stand on this one? Remains to be seen. This is Free Talk Live.
3: Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear?
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll free at 1-855-450-free. Maybe you've got some thoughts about the feds going after WikiLeaks volunteer Jacob Applebaum trying to get information from his internet service provider and from Google looking for email account information, trying to get a list of all of the email addresses to which to whom he has been sending email and from whom he has been receiving. Uh, and his internet service provider did knuckle under the pressure. Uh, word has not come out yet regarding Google. Uh, the toll-free number again one eight five five four fifty three. That number brought to you by SACL C A I. Ron Paul, top tier candidate. Not that you'd know it by watching the mainstream media. They are trying to black out his campaign. But coming up on October nineteenth, freedom lovers everywhere intend to create a ripple in politics so big that no media outlet will be able to ignore it. You can learn more and get involved over at blackthisout.com that's blackthisout.com it's going to be the next big the biggest they're trying for the biggest money bomb thus far blackthisout.com coming up on october 19th and i think that's great i i ron paul you know they they gave him the short shrift apparently in the debates last night i didn't get get a chance to see it but i heard uh, michelle seven was telling me about it and you guys mentioned during one of the breaks, apparently he had like half the time to speak that one of the other guys, Mitt Romney, did. Less,
1: not less even, than half. Not even. And, and then after, afterwards, the, the mainstream media commentators don't even mention his name. And if they do, it's usually uh, something uh, condescending.
0: The eccentric Ron Paul or Ooh. the quixotic remember they called him quixotic yeah. in 2008
1: uh, or, or com-
2: the, comment on his eyebrows
1: yeah, yeah. Or, or they'll say uh, you, the media will say well he won that value voters straw poll but all those young people all came in there and voted for him
0: right and we know young people don't have any values right <laughs>
2: or it's yeah. his internet basement dwelling following
0: yeah, well, they, they've they
1: always tried to
0: uh, to sideline him, and so the BlackThisOut.com campaign is working against that. Uh, so more news here out of the Wall Street Journal about Google and disclosure of information. They're talking about a, a law that was written in 1986, the Electronic Communications Privacy Act, that pretty much makes it, it easy for uh, law enforcement to go after your electronic information like emails and uh, cell phone location records and other digital info without without getting a search warrant or showing probable cause, just basically sending a threat uh, to whatever the, the internet company is. And the internet company doesn't want to mess with the feds, so they do whatever they're told. In fact, uh, you don't find out because the orders are secret, unlike a, a search warrant where they actually have to provide you with the warrant that if they're going to search your house, you have to give, be given you know a copy of the search warrant.
1: You know, I think there's, there will be a day when the Patriot Act is repealed, and we'll go back to a more, if you want to call it a more fair or more open system. But you what's, it, so? what's you, it going to take? I think, think it, going to be yeah, I think it will be repealed eventually because it has to be uh, reauthorized every four years, is it?
2: I think you're right.
1: Yeah. Well, but which,
2: I, I think it's going to take an uprising on the part of the people, just in saying that we've had enough.
0: Well, there certainly is something resembling an uprising going on right now. That's true. Whether or not it will pan out into anything is another question. Of course, talking about the Occupy, uh, Occupy protests going on around the country. And obviously, there's probably more news coming out of those various different events. You're certainly welcome to comment on that. But interesting statistics from Google. Here's some information they did disclose. They didn't talk to this specific issue of them looking into this Wikipedia guy. But in 2009, Google began disclosing the volume of requests for user data that it received from the U.S. government. In six months, ending December 31st in 2009, Google said it received 4,601 requests and complied with 94% of them. This data includes all types of requests, including search warrants, subpoenas, and requests under the 1986 Privacy Act law.
2: I'd be interested to know what the 6% were that they didn't fulfill.
0: Me too. But it's uh, it should give you a heads up. Like, hey, if you're using Google services, you shouldn't expect any level of privacy whatsoever. Odds are good your account is not going to be in the 6%. You're likely going to be in the, the 94%. So keep that in mind. Uh, Senate hearing. uh, There was a associate deputy attorney attorney genital who said that Congress should use caution because raising the standard for obtaining information may substantially slow criminal and national security investigations. So you guys just can't just go and make things more difficult on the police. We might have uh, the evil child pornographers getting away with uh, what they're, whatever they're doing. The terrorists might uh, might get away with some bombings. We can't go backwards and have warrants again. The idea that they're going to actually repeal these things, I think, is uh, it's pretty pie in the sky. We haven't seen that happen. The, the job of the police hasn't been getting more difficult over time. The courts, over and over again, have been ruling in favor of more police controls and more police ability
1: to investigate and take information. Well, I'm throwing that pie up there, Ian, because I I really think that people are really going to get sick of it. At first, they were kind of scared and goaded into uh, kind of of going along with all this stuff. But now, you know, they're seeing children being groped in airports. They're seeing uh, police do things they shouldn't be doing uh, and going, you know, outside of their constitutional powers. And and I think you're seeing a, a spark here. You're seeing people really say hey we 're tired of this stuff we 're tired of big government and big banks and big corporations ruling over us, uh, stealing our money, taking our homes and 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 uh, taking away our freedoms and Freedom is the, the most important thing you can have, even if you lose everything. if you have your freedom you can you can rebuild
2: that 's true and and where is the line I, in my personal dealings with people I, I find that a, a lot of people don 't particularly care if their rights are being eroded away slowly they don 't even notice. Well, they don't um, feel
0: like they're doing anything wrong. Right. So. It
2: it doesn't affect them yet. But when it does start to affect them, and this is something that I've found personally over over the last several years, is when it does when you see somebody being affected in a way that could very easily affect you, that's when you start paying attention. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's becoming more and more true now well, as time goes on.
0: It's unfortunate that that has to happen for people to wake up because, like the old Pastor Martin Niemoller uh, poem from the 1940s, I think it was mm-hmm. during World War II. First, they came for the the communists. And then they came for the trade unionists, and then they came for something else. The gypsies,
1: else. but the I wasn't a gypsy, so I did nothing.
0: So I did nothing, right. So by the time that somebody's finally ready ready to do something and stand up for freedom,
1: hopefully it won't be too late.
0: Here's a little bit of something to, give you, to, to, to back you up, Wayne. Uh, some court decisions, some statements by some judges here. Uh, Some federal courts have questioned the law's constitutionality. In a landmark case in December, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Sixth Circuit ruled that the government violated the Fourth Amendment when it obtained 27,000 emails without a search warrant. Uh, The police may not storm the post office, said Judge Danny Boggs in a 98-page opinion. He said they may not storm the post office and intercept a letter, and they are likewise forbidden from using a phone system to make a clandestine recording of a telephone call unless they get a warrant. It only stands to reason that if government agents compel an Internet service provider to surrender the contents of a subscriber's emails, those agents have thereby conducted a Fourth Amendment search. In August, the U.S. District Court of Eastern District of of the Eastern District of New York overruled a government request to obtain cell phone location records without a warrant, calling it Orwellian. Judge Nicholas Mm. Garofis wrote, Quote, It's time the courts begin to address whether revolutionary changes in technology require changes to existing Fourth Amendment doctrine. The government has appealed that decision. So maybe you're right. Maybe there is something a brewing out there.
1: There's some people growing cojones out there.
0: Toll-free number, once again, 855-450-FREE. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. That's 1-855-450-3733.
4: Speaking of child porn, I've got a TSA story coming up. All around the world, people are achieving success and making their dreams come true. You can be one of them. Whether it's wealth, happiness, business, or relationships, the only thing keeping you from achieving your goals is the desire to be successful and the know-how to achieve it. At AllSuccessClub.com, you'll find the information you need to succeed from those who've already achieved it. Set your life on the path to success now at AllSuccessClub.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free, 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. The toll-free number brought to you by SACL CAI. And joining you this evening, it's Ian. Nemi. And Wayne. And speaking of SACL CAI, they have a full orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. So their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy, so your business is handled as efficiently as possible. You can see their banner right at the top of our banner column over at freetalklive.com. That is CAI. C-A-I. A little bit more here on this WikiLeaks investigation on the part of the federal government uh, threatening a small internet service provider and Google with what they uh, what are called secret orders to reveal information about one of the volunteers for WikiLeaks. I'll tell you a little bit more about that, and then coming up, the TSA agent who's been charged with child pornography. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here's a little bit more detail from the Wall Street Journal. The gentleman they're investigating, App, uh, Mr. Applebaum, is a developer for the Tor project, which, in case you aren't aware, are free. It's a, basically a, an anonymizing system for internet browsing. The idea is to make it so you can't be traced if uh, you know if you're using this Tor mm-hmm. uh, network. And it also allows for what are called hidden serv- I believe hidden services, where there you can essentially have a website that doesn't exist anywhere outside of the Tor network. So it can't be accessed in any other manner except for through uh, through Tor. So they're looking into to one of the Tor uh, people, basically, who's also hooked up with WikiLeaks. And uh, Applebaum has volunteered for WikiLeaks, which recommends people use Tor's tools to protect their identities when submitting documents to its website. In April 2010, Applebaum's involvement in WikiLeaks was inadvertently disclosed publicly in a blog post on the website of the Committee to Protect Journalists. The reporter said Applebaum had thought he was speaking anonymously, but the reporter then later offered to remove Applebaum's name from the post. So the reporter made a mistake. Let this guy's name out publicly, and as a result of that, the federal government is now investigating him. After the blog appeared, he became a public advocate for WikiLeaks, so rather than try to, uh, I guess, kind of crawl back into a hole somewhere, he decided to go ahead and and stand out and speak out uh, for WikiLeaks and and use whatever publicity he had uh, for their benefit. He gave a speech at a technology camp where he called WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange one of the biggest inspirations of his life. On december fourteenth the u s Department of Justice obtained a court order for for information from the Twitter account of people including Mr. Applebaum and another Wikileaks supporter uh someone a few WikiLeaks supporters, as a matter of fact, none of those people have yet been charged with anything. The order sought the IP addresses of the devices from which those people logged into their accounts and uh, also sought the email addresses of the people with whom those accounts had communicated then earlier this year, attorneys for the individuals filed a motion to vacate that court order, uh, arguing, among other things, that because IP addresses can be used to locate a person in specific geographic destinations, it constituted a search under the Fourth Amendment and thus required a warrant. The government argued that IP addresses don't reveal precise locations and are more akin to phone numbers. And at a, uh, at the February 15th hearing, the attorney there said this is a standard investigative measure that is used in criminal investigations every day of the year all over this country, which is, again, another technique the government uses to continually increase its, its power and scope. As long as it can do something once, that's reason for it to do it a second time. And if we're talking about uh, infringing on people's rights – Then the more they get away with it, the more they can just point to it and say, well, we've been infringing on your rights forever, so what's the big deal? What are you all complaining about? We've been doing this for a long time.
2: Then cross the line another couple inches.
0: Mm -hmm. That's exactly what they do. They take it bit by bit. Now, in this particular case, the judge, the magistrate judge, denied the WikiLeaks supporters motion and uh, ruled in favor of the government. In that case, Twitter has uh, has not yet turned over the information of the accounts, according to uh, people familiar with that particular investigation. And the court orders that were reviewed by The Wall Street Journal are seeking the same type of information. Now, how it is they were able to review a so-called secret court order, I'm still not quite certain of. But nonetheless, here it says that uh, Google has been directed to hand over IP addresses and uh, email information. So time will tell whether or not this will uh, will result in Google uh, bowing down.
2: I, I would love to see Google send the secret order to WikiLeaks.
1: It'd be incredible. I doubt it. I doubt that. I, I do, too. Yeah. They're, they're in bed with the government. They're in bed with a lot of people. But I think that the problem with Google and a lot of these big uh, uh, free services is that they, in the background, they're selling data and they're, they're data mining operations. They, they're not, they don't have the individual's interests at heart.
0: Oh, here's a little bit more information. Uh on August 31st, the court agreed to lift the seal on the Sonic order. So Sonic had already lost their appeals. They had they had tried to fight this thing, but they just didn't they couldn't afford to do it. So after that, I presume they then went ahead and lifted the seal on it. So that's how the journal got their hands on this particular order. So they haven't seen the one for Google, or maybe it, maybe maybe Google's mentioned the same one as mm. Sonic. Uh, but uh, there's there's some information to how they got their hands. I, on it.
1: I hope I'm wrong about Google. I hope they do stand up. There was a, fo- a telecom company a while back. I think it was, it was Quest Out West mm-hmm. that basically stood up to the Bush administration. I remember that. And and they didn't. They're not doing so well. I mean, they're doing really? okay. Yeah, I mean they're not I have to look but I remember seeing that they they their stock price took a hit for a while and and it's too uh, bad. They should have gotten more business out of that. They should have. And to some they maybe did. I would if I was looking for some services I would have gone with Quest. Absolutely. Unfortunately, I
0: wasn't. Other news for you, uh the TSA agent charged with child pornography, the story's out of Baltimore and wbaltv.com reporting where a TSA agent is now out on bail after he's been arrested and charged with child pornography. 41-year-old Michael Scott Wilson has been suspended from his job following the arrest. It doesn't say if he's been suspended with pay, by the way. Frequently, when a government bureaucrat is under investigation, they are suspended with pay. So essentially, they get a, a paid vacation. He was charged with possession and distribution of child pornography after agents searched his home Neighbors said he's married with no children, and they're stunned and disturbed by the charges, especially since most of them described Wilson as a straight-laced federal worker who took pride in his position and the trust that comes with it. Of course, who, whoever expects somebody to be a child pornographer? But this
1: this alleged child pornography, did this come from the scanning machines, or was it from another source?
0: I think it's probably, like, real child pornography. That's my guess. I mean, they're obviously not going to get into detail as to what, you know, sort of... uh, products he possessed and was distributing but if you've seen the pictures from the scanning machines they're not really what people thought they were the the pictures that were being kind of promoted with a high resolution bluish kind of look to them aren't actually what the the views look like to the agents they're much less visible your your bodies the details of your body parts much less visible so uh i don't think that's what he was doing but nonetheless if it's true that uh, they had these things, it really should give parents some pause uh, before they allow their children to go through TSA screenings. I mean, people have always kind of joked about TSA agents being pervs, and here's an you know here's a news story that proves uh, that that may very well be the exact case.
1: Well, there's going to be some. I'm sure most of them aren't, but uh, you're going to find them. You, you've got serial killers working in hospitals. You've got bank robbers working in banks. You know, you, the the fox goes to where the hen house is. Yeah, exactly. And, and a and a really intelligent sociopath is very good at covering it up and, and and weaseling his way into a situation where he can he can get the cookies.
2: I think one of the things I find most disturbing about all of the TSA, especially with the body scanners, in the course of the past year or two, um, is when I was a kid, and and that was not long ago. I mean, it wasn't too short a time ago. I'm probably thirty something, and. I, and <laughs> I lost count somewhere along the way. Good for you. But when I when I was a when I was a kid, my, my parents you know, you have the stranger danger stuff and I yeah. didn't even have that when I was a kid really. You just you know, on Halloween you you double check your candy and now you can't even talk to anybody except when you go to the airport and you have to let this government agent in a uniform touch your junk. And, and your kids, and your and your kids. You know, how do you have that that chat with your your kids, and how how do you, as a child, kind of reconcile that? And and when is it okay, and when is it not?
0: If you can answer those questions, eight five five four fifty free. That's toll free 1-855-450-3733. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live.
4: In the amazing universe of podcasts, one podcast stands alone in excellence of broadcasting and neurology. It's VerbalSurgery.com, that's right, VerbalSurgery.com. Get your brain in gear, get it full speed ahead, get it going right now, baby, because you are awesome, awesome, awesome. And this podcast, when you listen to it, you will feel better right now. So go to VerbalSurgery.com. Get with the program, baby.
1: This is Free
0: Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. The toll-free number is 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Take control of these airwaves and join us on our website at freetalklive.com. If you enjoy the program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money and reinvest it into Free Talk Live, get on more radio stations around the country, and bring more listeners on board as well, uh, exposing New People to the Ideas of Freedom. So you get perks if you're an amplifier. You can get stuff like the access to the amp-only call-in lines, the amp-only forum, and more. Get the details, get signed up with PayPal or any major credit card over at amp.freetalklive.com and I'm covering the secrets and exposing the lies that's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship we have with coercive governments freedomsphoenix.com offers up to the minute Updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to freedomsphoenix.com. Sign up for their free daily dispatch. In fact, I was there today at freedomsphoenix.com. And our very own Stephanie Murphy is right there on the front page of the website. So I guess she's been doing some writing for uh, for Freedoms Phoenix. You can see that at freedomsphoenix.com. Yeah, she is. uh, She's great, Stephanie. So uh, lots to cover here tonight. Uh, Nemi, I know that you are interested in talking about property rights this particular evening.
2: I am. Property rights in Keene, especially. I know that that you have been having your own go-rounds. And I think um, what I was getting at earlier tonight in saying that in recent years, or what it's going to take for people to get upset and, and say enough is enough, is um, seeing things happening to people that that would affect them.
0: They could feel like they could put themselves in those people's shoes and empathize with them. And I want to point out, this isn't just about Keene. There's piddly, nonsensical... Property controls in almost Everywhere. every town Everywhere. across, except for where Wayne lives, Uh, in almost every town across uh, the country. Wayne, you actually have no zoning in uh, in your town, correct?
1: That's correct. No yeah. zoning. It came up for a vote about three years ago, and it was voted down unanimously. Well, I would say two-thirds, more than two-thirds of the people in town Do said no. Do they still no.
0: have building permits and things like that?
1: Uh, yes and no. I mean, it, there's always something. There's always something. There's always something they've
0: got
2: over you yeah. because they right. believe they control your land. You, who, who who actually owns your land. Exactly. Yeah.
1: There's an ordinance against having more than two or three unregistered cars in your property, even if you have a lot of property. So yeah. they, they still meddle, but it's not as bad as surrounding towns. Right.
0: So some places are worse than others. In fact, I think it's still the case. I haven't heard this rebutted. I think it's still the case that even Houston, uh, the city of Houston, Texas, does not have zoning. Some of the suburbs mm-hmm. do, but Houston, the city... Uh, apparently doesn 't and you know what everything
2: 's okay yeah People the place has it, right this. the the place hasn 't fallen down yet right right' As i i I saw the video posted on Freekeen dot com This is
0: where the code enforcer came to harass me on the day I was supposed to get out of jail.
2: And I believe it was that video he said, well, what if the porch falls off your house? And that goes to what you're saying about Houston. It's amazingly enough, we're not seeing mass porch fallings and people dying in Houston if there's no zoning there.
0: Well, the the reason he brought brought that up was because I said to him, you know, why don't you basically go and investigate some... It's one thing for you to come by and hassle someone over an RV because the issue, one of the issues at hand, was uh, the guys from Libertyontour.com had parked Marv in the the yard here at the studio and. It had been there for like the last year, and now all of a sudden, kind of off and on, they just kind of go places, but when they come back, Keene is their sort of home base of operations, and they've been parking here for the last year. So all of a sudden, it's a problem, and apparently it's a problem for not my next-door neighbors, who I've specifically talked to about Marv and checked it out with them, and they're cool with it, so it's not them. It's the woman who lives all the way down the street who just so happens to be a city council member.
2: Now, see, this is the thing that that worries me, concerns me, and upsets me about this situation, is what what is the problem that she has exactly? I mean, I can presume and assume and say she just doesn't like you or she doesn't like that you have Marv hanging out in your yard, or maybe she 's just jealous that you have an awesome r v and she doesn 't <laughs> i you, you know i don't i don 't know what the bone is that she has to pick, but, uh, but i'd say
0: it 's probably one of the first
5: two
2: you know it it 's in as uh, someone who has lived in Keene for several years over the course of time i 've seen the city try to combat um the expansion of Keene State College, which is our largest our largest college here as college kids are expanding, the population is moving out into into the neighborhoods, and this affects me personally. I'm down by down by campus. And I know that they're trying to um, combat kids parking twenty cars all over the yard, et cetera, et cetera. But I I think just today I was driving around town and I saw an R V parked out, plain view, you know, nicer part of town than than where I live. But again nicer R V than Marv, sorry, no diss on Marv Mm -hmm. really, but you know, parked on the grass. So if there's a beef with you, why isn't there a beef with everyone? But I think my my issue is more that if they're not having an issue with them, why should they be having an issue with you?
0: Because of the complaint process. You know, when I was uh, being attacked for my tenants having a couch in their lawn several years ago... Uh, this is when I learned about the code enforcement division around here where I come from uh, and you used to live in Sarasota as well, Wayne. Down there in Florida, they actually have full time code enforcement officers that drive around and look for violations and they will they will send you a warning and then they'll send you a you know violation and then it's going to be $50 a day or whatever the arbitrary amount is they've uh, they've selected to punish you with. But there they're looking for those violations here they allegedly have to be told they they have to be there has to be some complaining party someone to bring the complaint to the department which they then claim they have an obligation to investigate and to take action upon at that point
2: i'm not sure i agree with that i i did see a guy um out this was probably a couple months ago pulling up signs um that were posted i think it was a a couple of boy scout recruitment signs down Mm -hmm. on the, the roundabout on main street and winchester street I think they do go around and drive, drive around, and and if they see something, they'll pull over and address it, like overflowing dumpsters and and whatnot.
0: I think they they probably do that, um, but in order to make it legal, they may have to file their own complaints. Right. So all they have to do is just go to another city worker. Like the code enforcer himself may not be able to file the complaint, but anybody else that works for the city sure can. Water cooler. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah yeah we need we found this uh, this violation over at so and so's house. Will you go ahead and write up a complaint about it? Oh sure. Sign here.
2: And I just... I think that's a travesty. Because as I was saying to you... Wait, are you defending
0: uh, overflowing dumpsters? Are you defending people having porches falling off their house?
2: I think... I will pick my words carefully. I think that if through your actions you are aggressing against me, I should be able to articulate that and come to you personally. Or if I'm going to... ask a government thug to come do my dirty work for me, yeah. that you should have the right to know who I am.
0: Absolutely. You,
2: you know, that is my opinion. Now, it, I have had issues with trash in my neighborhood. Is it is it attracting skunks? Is it a nuisance? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I do think that it I would be within my rights to go talk to a property owner or to write to a landlord if they're they a away. neighbor, Absolutely you absolutely would. and say, hey, you know what? Your trash is on my property. I'm sick of picking it up. Well or- that's what I originally said when they came after me
0: for the couch is I said, Well why can't this person who's complaining just come talk to me like a neighbor would? And she refused to do that. Because it's easier to have someone do your dirty work for you.
2: Right and And I think, and
0: I was told now that the people I asked the same question now, right well why won 't they come talk oh they 're afraid of you
2: well and I, and I think
1: <laughs> they're afraid of you
2: well they they don 't want cameras pulled on them and whatnot i think that 's the argument that 's being made and and I think that I would be a little worried about coming to talk to you i, I mean i I know you, so i 'm not yeah. worried about coming to talk to you if I have an issue, but if i didn 't know you and I had read all of the Bad press, I would be like, oh my God.
6: <laughs> yeah,
0: but it's not that, it's not just because it's me, right? If you look at these stories from across the country, there's no shortage. I mean, just last night we talked about a treehouse.
2: Yeah, absolutely. This
0: treehouse, a guy built, I don't know if you heard this, Wayne, a guy spent $1,400 of his money on parts, spent six weekends of his time, he's dad, he built a treehouse for his kids. Somebody complained anonymously to the the, uh, the county. The mm-hmm. county came by and said, zoning violation uh, and this was after he asked uh, the county bureaucrats whether he could build this or not, and they, the building department was like, "Yeah, whatever doesn 't matter.
1: Was this in Keene? no
0: no this no. somewhere I'm just pointing out this happens everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, this happened in Virginia. I think it was Falls Church, and so he goes tries to get a variance for the zoning on his property, spends eighteen hundred dollars applying for the variance on forms and paperwork and time that he was told he didn't need right well the first bureaucrat he spoke to said oh yeah this is not an addition on your house this is uh you know it's a tree house no big deal you don't need any permits well the other bureaucrats that came by said this is an addition on your house even though it's not attached to his house in any way shape or form and so they went after him. But in those cases, that person went anonymously to the uh, the city right. and complained. It's just how people are trained to behave. Right. It doesn't have anything to do with me. It's just they don't want conflict. Right. They'd much rather have, have oh, someone well, this else is why do I your pay my taxes. For you. Right. This is why I pay my taxes so I can have some man go over there and threaten my neighbors for me. 450 free more on property rights, zoning, etc. If you've got a zoning story you want to share, feel free. It's free talk live This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want. The toll-free number is 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. And that number is brought to you by Sickle CAI. Joining you tonight, it's Ian.
2: Nemi.
1: And Wayne.
0: All right. Uh, so we're going to take your phone calls about absolutely anything toward the end of uh, the hour last hour. For those of you just tuning in, uh, Nemi, you brought up that uh, you're pretty frustrated by some of the things you've seen going on around here uh, in our very own beautiful little Keene, New Hampshire, where uh, it's pretty to look at. But the government and the way they behave is not very pretty. Uh, they've been picking on people. They, they picked on me as soon as I got out of jail, actually for a a variety of different code enforcement, uh, so-called infractions, one of them being the mobile authority resistance vehicle being parked uh, right next door to uh, the studio. And uh, they have threatened me over it. And Marv is gone now because, well, Pete didn't want me to get arrested again because right now, we're still not sure what it's going to take for them to bring the suspended sentence that they have hanging over my head uh, and put me back in jail, because I've got nine months in jail hanging as a suspended sentence for the next two years. So the question is, well, if I get a city code violation, is that going to result in that being brought uh, brought back against me? And the answer is there's no uh, for sure answer on that at the moment. I put in a motion with the court to try to determine that, because normally good behavior means no misdemeanors felonies or major motor vehicle violations so if they were to ticket me for marv being in the yard that wouldn't qualify under that definition of good behavior and i would be able to go ahead and see that through without being worried about the suspended sentence coming back but it could be defined as any violation any city ordinance violation could be you know what they would require for me to go back to jail so it's kind of tough to be in this little limbo land right now where i I would like to make a stand on these property rights issues uh, but uh, unfortunately, I don't really know where I can. Uh, stand
2: Conveniently omitted, I think, because they they usually use a kind of boilerplate in, in typing yes, those up. Do. So to to see that omitted from yours is is somewhat makes my eyebrows go up.
0: Yeah, exactly. So we'll find out all in good time what's going to happen there. Uh, but it's it's something that people are dealing with all across the country. This isn't just something happening in our little keen New Hampshire. These zoning violations and ordinance violations are p- things that people have to deal with. They're forced to deal with these things. Uh, the guy in Falls Church is going to have to, if he loses his appeal, he's going to have to destroy this now with all the cost of the paperwork, this $3,000 treehouse. That he built.
1: What about the woman who put the vegetable garden in her front yard, I believe it was in Michigan. That's right. And they told her she couldn't, and I guess she finally won, and there was she a lot did, of public pressure.
0: Didn't they then come back at her for like a dog licensing violation? I'm sure they did. I believe they did.
1: They're sore losers.
0: Well, that's just it. They can always find something. Something else. And they came after that woman with the garden in, in uh, the front of her house. she torn out all the grass, and she'd done like with xeriscaping or something like that. Yep. And they didn't like that very much. 'Cause somebody in the city council has a thing for grass, so uh they you know, they came after her and the only reason they stopped going after her was because of the publicity. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they made uh the, the media made them look bad, the city look bad, and so they figured, all right, well we'll just we'll leave her alone on this issue, let things settle down a little bit, and then we'll go after her for something else.
2: It's really a crapshoot. What's what side the media comes down on in in favor or against. I mean, it, it, the media could easily come down and and say, "Well, Ian Freeman, he's evil, Ian Freeman." But yeah. it, and this ruining is, my
0: neighborhood. This is where right,
2: But where where it happens, and and I see it happening in other parts of the city. Or if Marv were to come park on on my land, or another RV were to come and park on my land, it's not being equally enforced. And I understand what you're saying about having a complaining party, but I still think. There's got to be some impetus on the part of, of the government official to to enforce it fairly and, and equally. And if they're not going to do that, then they shouldn't be doing it at all. And I really get the impression from my personal experience with the building code department. I mean, they're out issuing tickets as if three, three meter maids in Keene is not enough. They've got to justify their own existence. Mm-hmm. So if they are going around and finding problems, it's, to what end is it revenue fundraising. Gen- right fundraising to- well they're
0: going to claim it's to uh, to keep people safe because i brought up to the code enforcer when he came to to threaten me i told him you're th- you know th- you're threatening me fred because i know fred and i we go back uh we we've, we've, we've been talking for a while here and, and this is our first adversarial relationship because mm-hmm. now he's working for the code enforcement department whereas before right. he was just working for the housing authority only dealing with welfare houses and so uh so you know i said you're threatening me and i don't appreciate that and so well, i'm not threatening you i'm just informing you <laughs> you know <laughs> of what's going to happen which is of course they're going to threaten me with fines and if i don't pay the fines then i'll go to jail or have you know a lien put on my house or something like that and so you know in the course of this 10 minute conversation or however long it was uh, that was happening out in front of my house you know i pointed out to uh I, I, when I was when it, when Fred was threatening me, which is exactly what he was doing uh, with this particular violation, and there were a few of them actually that uh, that he was coming after me for. Um, oh God, where was I going to go with this? Spacing out. Oh, well. Uh, but the point, the, one of the points is it's, it is a woman down the street. She's covering for allegedly other neighbors who, who supposedly don't want to come and talk to me. And it's just so sad. It's, it's, it's sad what the code enforcement department has become. Oh, I remember. Uh, so I said to, uh, said to Fred that, well, you know, I don't have a problem with you going by and telling someone that there is something dangerous. Like, why don't you go and right. say to someone, hey... Your porch, porch is, is dangerous, off. right? <laughs> and then he said, "Well, also, does that mean you support government intervention?" And I said, "No. It means that if you're going to do something, maybe you could do something of value and provide people with information they may not have. Maybe they didn't realize that you know something was rotting away underneath, you know, one of the pillars or whatever was was rotting away, and this might be information that they would then act act upon. But I don't support you forcing them to act on it. Well, you want people to be in danger when they're on their porch? What if someone walks up on the porch?" and, well, buyer beware. Don't walk up on a, a rickety porch. And and I think most people want to take good care of their property. Certainly insurance companies want you to take good care of your property. So I think that in the absence of a government code enforcement department, we would still have relatively high standards for construction. Dale, who uh, was on this show for a long time, the host of Prometheus Unchained uh, at FlamingFreedom.com, uh, he had his insurance company come out and Check out his house, and the insurance company said, "Hey, you need a banister here on the stairwell. Out, something was wrong with his stairwell out in front of his house. And look, you're not going to get insured unless you do this. Right? So not with us anyway, right, right? You either make your house safe to the, to our specifications, which likely are higher than the
1: specifications of the zoning board or the code enforcers. They came to my house with my insurance company. The insurance did. company did. Yeah, they did. They looked around.
0: Did they go inside?
1: Yeah." We hadn't moved in yet, so they, they looked around before we had even moved in. That's how this problem would be
0: solved in the absence of the government. You want to get you want to sell a house. Your insurance company is going to come in at that time. They're going to check it out. They're going to be concerned about the wiring. They're going to be concerned about the safety of the floorboards. They're going to be concerned about these things because they don't want to pay out a claim of some guy who walks. You know, the post the postman walks up on the porch and then gets slapped in the forehead with a, a loose board. They don't want to pay out on that. So no the code enforcement department is not necessary.
2: Whatsoever. I I think my again I'll I'll repeat myself and say I think my biggest issue with what's going on with you is it, there are two things. It's it's the city um and, and again, you're right, it's everywhere. Um coming inch by inch because mm-hmm. if you can't have an RV on your property, that means I can't have an RV on my property and that's that doesn't strike me as right. That's my property. I should be able to do with it what I whatever I want that is not aggressing against my neighbors
1: and you're pl- yeah. you're paying plenty of tribute money to them to, Psh,
2: for, the knows, to, to
1: for the privilege for of, the privilege of owning your property
2: so i can't park a car on my grass i was able to 10 years ago is that another one they're doing now oh yeah that's <laughs> that's been long-standing you can't you, you can't park a vehicle
0: i guess i'm just lucky no one's complained about it on
2: the on the grass or you um can't have more vehicles on your property than you have pavement for
0: let's talk to kevin in indianapolis listening to wxnt hey kevin you're on free talk live Kevin in Indy. Going once. Kevin in Indy. Going twice. Tell you what, we'll put Kevin back on hold. Maybe we're having some technical difficulties there. See if we can uh, make sure he's there when we come back. In moments at 855-453. That's one eight five five four five zero three seven three three. 450 3733 Maybe you want to tell your story about your encounter with the Code Enforcers. And maybe you've actually done the one of the most horrible things someone can do. Maybe you've snitched on your neighbor's. Why'd you do it? Are you sorry now? This is Free Talk Live.
7: Do you want to take back control of your own money? Then take a look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the world's first decentralized anonymous internet currency, and it's gaining popularity every day. It's free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use Bitcoins anywhere in the world. To learn more, visit weusecoins.org. Your dollars are going down. Learn more about bitcoins at weusecoins.org. That's weusecoins.org.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll free. And bring up what you want at 855-450-free. That's one eight five five-four five zero three seven three three. Joining you tonight, it's Ian Nami. And Wayne. And we invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a webcam. You can watch, you can listen, and you can interact because the chat room is built in to the same page Uh, go to cam.freetalklive.com i believe nemi you tend to be in the chat room from what i understand i am right now Uh, so you can go and get involved there and of course it's free like the rest of the features on our site over at cam.freetalklive.com ruger has some exciting new offerings for this model year including the lc9 it's a new slightly larger cousin to the very popular lcp it's compact has numerous safety features a three dot site system and ruger always has and always will mean rugged the Ruger LC9 the next handgun you must own made in america and made for you ruger.com talking about property rights code enforcement uh zoning violations and just the piddly crap that they come they come after people for All across the country, whether it's a tree house that's been built illegally, having the garbage cans out a day too
1: early, the grass growing too tall,
0: having the wrong color paint on your house.
1: Or the wrong color rocks in your front shrubbery. Is that another one? They got me for that in Florida. Really? They wouldn't even let me sell my house until I changed the color of the rocks.
0: No way. Really? When I was
1: selling my house.
0: What did you do? Did you get rid of the rocks or paint them?
1: No, I got rid of... Well, actually, I buried them. (laughs) And then I put different color rocks over them.
0: Did you get a permit for the burial? No. <laughs> okay. But they it seems like you need to have a permit for everything. And Nemi, as you pointed out, this is essentially telling property owners, it's you know, putting it right in their face, hey, you don't get to, to decide.
2: We get you, to you, decide. Right. You you get to beg us yeah. and then we will decide. You used to be able to do that, but then we decided you can't. And so if you want to do something you did ten years ago, um we're gonna come by and knock on your door. And say you can't do that. Well, you voted for it. You, this is what you wanted.
0: That's Thanks, what they'll Ian. say. That's what they'll say. <laughs> the community wants this.
2: I I, I think it's interesting. I, I've seen some of your pieces for Mail to Jail while while you were off at the Keene Spiritual Retreat. The blog posts at yeah. rufreekeen That's right. And um, I I think a lot of what you say is is right because I. I'm um, guilty of this as many people are that I have not paid attention to the status of my right to have an unregistered car on my property over the course of the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. You know, So yes, I am to blame because I'm not being diligent and paying attention. But I also feel um, that that trust has been abused and misused and mislaid to the detriment of my neighbors um, and the rights of my neighbors. And there we go. And, um, I and now I'm upset, <laughs> and so I'm here. Well, you and, know, it's a, right, it's and, about time. And I'm and I'm saying, you know, I'm upset, and so I will be. So we have to figure city out Council. what to do about it. Yeah.
0: And I think that uh, the the one thing that can be done about all of these problems is, and I know it's like a broken record, get people together, get people who love freedom to the same place, bring them up here to New Hampshire, join the Free State Project. You're not going to be able to fight city hall alone. And you know the old thing—you can't fight city hall. It's true for the most part. You can't. They have resources that you can you can't dream of touching. And their their prosecutors and those folks—they get paid a full-time salary to go after people like you. So you know it's no skin off their back to deal with you. That's what they're there for. But yet, if you want to be involved in a court case, then you've got to take time off of your regular job or whatever it is that uh, that you your do. Your lunch break, right? Yeah. And so it makes it very difficult. It makes, they make it very difficult on people. And the only way it's ever going to change is if people are willing to get together and stand together and stand for something instead of just knuckling under and bowing down each time you get a little zoning threat. Well, take it to court. Load up their court system. If everybody who has issued a, a code enforcement uh, violation order in any given town, not just here in Keene, New Hampshire, in, in New Hampshire, but if the people who, the who receive these threats wouldn't just pay them, then they'd have a real problem on their hands.
2: I'd be interested to see how, how your case in Concord goes November
0: this is the uh, parking ticket case. So I've got multiple court cases that are pending, which is just lovely. Uh, and uh, But this is like the dark side. This is the, the, the side of civil disobedience that's not that much fun, at least for me. Uh, I, don't, I don't relish going to court. I mean, it's something that I've become better at over the years because of practice, uh, but I don't necessarily enjoy it. I'd rather be spending my time doing other things. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going in for another parking ticket. The last time I had a parking ticket, I actually got found not guilty. It's the one court case I've actually won, if, you, that's, what you, if, if that's what you want to call it. You always based, lose your time.
1: Based on what evidence?
0: Well, this the, the case that I won, uh, the, at the time they ticketed the car, it was, I think it was registered. Uh, there was some sort of registration issue where, basically, by the time the court had come around, something had changed. like... The car, I had a different car or something like this. Something changed to where they couldn't really even pin me with, uh, with the parking violation. And so I was found. I wish I could better explain it for you, Wayne. I, it, <laughs> it, it was basically a technicality. But you don't get to find out about these technicalities unless you take them to court. Because if you just get a ticket and pay it, you're, ple- you're pleading guilty. You're not making it so they have to prove a case. So you don't get you don't get to find out whether they have a case. They just made
2: another 5 bucks.
0: Exactly. And they did nothing. You know, they they did nothing to earn it. Whereas if uh if they give you the ticket, you go to court and then you get discovery. You have to request discovery. They're not going to send it to you on you know, their own volition. But as soon as you put in for that court case, put in a motion for discovery at the same time, And again, this happens across the country. This is is what I'd recommend for anybody that wants to try out non-cooperation. And then the prosecutor has to decide whether it's worth their while to spend the time and effort to go through gathering together all of the documentation they have to try to prove their case against you. If it's a $5 parking ticket, which most places are probably more than $5, bucks, we have got it pretty easy here. Uh, but you know, some places might be a $20 parking ticket. But whatever, they still have to have themselves or some assistant go through and pull up your files, pull up your driver's history, pull up your you know information about uh, your driver's license, print all that stuff out, and then send it to you. So they're spending time on you at that point, whereas if you just take the plea deal, if you just plead guilty, they don't spend any time on it. They just spend the time cashing the check one free Nick is on the line in Illinois. Nick, you're on Free Talk Live on the Amplines.
6: Hi. Last night uh, we ran out of time talking about this very topic, in fact. Okay. I was making the devil's advocate case that people probably justify code enforcement on the grounds that, regardless of the language the government actually uses, the municipality owns the land, so they have the right to evict you if you don't follow their rules. You then said something to the effect that... Uh, in that case, the land dweller would have known all the rules going in and consented to them. Is that correct?
0: Uh, yeah. If you were to, to for instance, join a deed-restricted community, you're presented with the, the homeowners, homeowners association rules and the, those restrictions before you enter into that agreement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, uh, Wayne, you used to live in a deed-restricted community, so you probably I did a more familiar with and that. And there was
1: a whole book they showed you, and you had to read through it initial that you had read it and understand it before you could go through with even purchasing the property at the time
0: right and that does allow your property and nick will bring it back here for further thoughts that does allow your property to be controlled by the homeowners association you're you're agreeing to that going into it Uh, so that means that rules can change later you know you're getting the rules at the time but Mm -hmm. they could be different later and you're consenting to whatever system of governance that they've agreed to
2: i never got a rule Ian. did you
0: no because i don't live in a deed restricted community you? 1-855-450-FREE. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live.
1: My name is Jacob Hornberger. I'm president of the Future of Freedom Foundation, which Congressman Ron Paul awarded for having an outstanding freedom website. Write us at FFF at and we'll send you a free three-month subscription to our monthly journal of libertarian essays and our booklet, Economic Liberty in the Constitution which George Mason University economics professor Walter Williams praised in a recent column. That's FFF at FFF.org.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Just dial in toll-free to 1-855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Joining you this evening, it's Ian.
2: Oh, Nemi. And Wayne. (laughs) And uh, we will take your calls about
0: anything. We have been discussing zoning, code enforcement, your rights, and your property. So we can continue that. Or you can bring up whatever you want. And uh, bitcoins, something I want to mention, though, before we continue. Uh, You've probably been hearing about them, especially if you've been listening to this uh, radio program. But maybe you didn't know quite how to get your hands on them. Well, now there's an easy way, at least your digital hands, because Bitcoins are completely online. You can get Bitcoins by depositing cash at thousands of banking locations across the United States, including Bank of America and Wells Fargo. And once you have your Bitcoins, you can use them to pay anyone in the world with no transaction fees or third parties getting involved. It works just like person-to-person cash transactions, but you can do them over the Internet. To learn more, you can visit ExchangeBitcoins.com. That's exchangebitcoins. Dot com As we go uh, and continue here, by the way, inviting you also to the website, freetalklive.com. If you've got a, a mobile phone, you want to get access to our live streams or podcast quickly, just go to m.freetalklive.com. That'll get you there. It's free, of course. That's m, as in mobile.freetalklive.com. Back to Nick in Illinois. Go ahead, Nick, with your thoughts.
6: Hi. Uh, you were uh, at the end of uh, last segment, you were talking about deed restricted communities. And, um, uh, My response, my devil's advocate response to that would be that although, you know, those homeowners associations go the extra mile to make you aware of the rules that you will be under, uh, my understanding is that, uh, you know, when I enter a movie theater, I don't necessarily know nor consent to all the rules that apply to me. But that doesn't make it illegitimate if the property owner wants to throw me out. So if the municipality really does own the land, can't it evict you at any time for any reason, even if it has these labyrinthine Well, you rules?
0: presume the municipality can own anything, oh, they and can't. Uh, they can't because they operate by violence. So everything that they claim to own, they, uh, they, they usually acquired through the threat of violence or actual violence against human beings. So when a thief comes and steals your bicycle from you— just because he 's riding it around town doesn 't mean that uh, that he actually owns it in the same way uh, that uh, when the government steals money from you and, or extorts money from you in the form of property taxes or sales taxes or whatever and then they go and they buy things with with the money they 've stolen it 's like the thief pawning a bicycle and taking the twenty dollars and buying something else with it they don 't own you know the watch that they buy with the twenty dollars or whatever they, they, they don 't because they took it illegitimately in the first place so uh, this the whatever it is the city claims to own they don't it's all as far as i'm concerned it's unclaimed land or unclaimed property that is just simply being occupied by a threatening violent force
6: yes that is the real issue that i believe is at the heart of the present discussion regarding code enforcement i just wanted to make it clear that um that the issue here is really about who really owns the land
1: very good you don't you have made it clear anything (laughs) else on your mind
6: um uh sometimes I wonder uh, I do these thought experiments you know where I play this devil 's advocate who is trying to convince me that we already live in a libertarian society, and I come up with responses as to why we are not and If we did live in these private communities where the governments were as they are now, except without the aggression, but they would still use eviction as a form of as a form of enforcement of the rules, then I think that we would have a society that's much like ours but is acting according to libertarian principles. And really it is that that use of violence for for the enforcement of social cooperation that is exactly what makes them illegitimate.
0: Thanks, Nick, for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. Let's talk to Craig listening in Manchester, New Hampshire. Craig, you're on Free Talk Live with the Nemi and Wayne.
3: Um, hi, guys. I want to bring up a uh, a topic that I think is really on point um, there's a city in Texas that's 40 years old. It has grown to 100,000 people. It's now got skyscrapers. The businesses are flocking to it. It's got an industrial district. It's got a It's got parks. It's got lakes. It's got bike trails. It is really one of the most beautiful cities in southeast Texas. But it has no government, and it doesn't want a government. Uh, unfortunately, because of the Texas law, it's going to be forced to incorporate in a few years oh. or be annexed by some of the neighboring cities. But it's organized around agreements between the landowners. (laughs) Um, They've agreed to pay fees for the common areas, and they've agreed to a large set of rules. It's like a homeowners association, which actually grew into a good-sized city. And uh, the difference is, with the homeowners association, is that if you break a rule, no one shows up to your door to threaten you. Uh, You get a letter in the mail, and uh, you can appeal it, but if you lose the appeal, then you agree to a, uh, a fine that you've agreed to. And if you refuse to pay the fine, it is taken to civil court. So it's a much more civilized way um, of enforcing laws. Also, the laws don't change. You don't end up buying a piece of property only to find out, you know, that it's been rezoned and you're out, you know, twenty thousand dollars or so. So it's a it's a very different. Well, kind homeowners of
0: associations can change their rules.
3: Not. Uh, well, only I, I would imagine they can, but not in this case. I don't. Not here. I see. Um, and and that's that's the difference, but. You know, it's, it's a very uh, – the property values are really high in the city, and that's why one of the people – reasons people complain about it. They say, oh, your city is just for the well-to-do and the upper middle class and stuff like that. But I think if you had more of these types of uh, um, cities or, you know, societies or communities that they would – you know, it's only because there's only – there's so few of them and they're so popular that the price values are, are driven up. But I just wanted to let you know about that, that it's uh, – actually it's uh, being forced to incorporate – in the next few years, and it doesn't want to. It's been doing just fine.
2: How did this come to be, Craig?
3: How did what come to be? Uh, how,
2: did this, how did this group of people come to be in this area? Was it formerly was incorporated?
3: George, George Mitchell in 1974, he founded basically just the Homeowner Society, and it became popular. The rules that he had set up in there became popular. They have a, they have a series of community associations, because as it grew and grew, they didn't just keep one community association. They, they, they started several for the different types of uh, projects that they expanded upon, they expanded one project into several projects, and so there's a different set of rules for each district um, that it that it's grown to.
1: Interesting. And what's the name of this town?
3: It's called the Woodlands, Texas, and you can look it up on uh, Wikipedia.
1: Very, uh, very interesting. Anything else you want to
0: share tonight? And that's it. Excellent. Thanks, Craig. Appreciate your call at 450 free. That is eight five five four five zero three seven three three. I wish I could remember the name of the uh, the private like what is basically a private city and i I know we've talked about it in the past it's somewhere up north in like Minnesota or Michigan or something like that. I think it was Minnesota where basically the roads are completely private. the entire city is completely privately owned it's very unusual situation and of course as you might imagine the roads are very pristine and people do uh consent you know when they when they move into a place like that because it is essentially a a large planned community um and you know if that's what you're into then you should be free to have that and those of us you know Nemi and myself who aren't interested in uh you know homeowners associations should be free to find a place where we don't have to worry about that crap and we'll take whatever you know whatever risk comes along with it because that's what, you know, that's the price you pay for freedom is a little bit more risk, the risk of having some loud neighbors. But on the other hand, if you don't want loud neighbors, you can just move on a 90-acre plot of land and you don't have to worry about that anymore. Make your own
2: noise.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: So 855 free. That's the toll free number. Update on a superhero. We talked in the past about the uh, the superhero movement that has sprung up in some cities across uh, the United <laughs> States, and we I believe we've spoken about Phoenix Jones in the past. He's very memorable because uh, he has a, a you know quite a a snazzy outfit he's got a yellow and black uh outfit which i believe is fitted with some sort of bulletproofing and stab plating uh phoenix jones apparently he and his uh, associates including buster doe red dragon green reaper gemini no name catastrophe <laughs> thunder 88 and penelope have uh formed the rain city superhero movement in the seattle area uh, and we, we've talked about them before, but there's an update on Phoenix Jones. He's been arrested. We'll tell you what happened here uh, in a little bit. 855-453. That's toll free. It's brought to you by SACL, CAI, one 450 3733 Bring us your uh, stories about zoning, uh, piddly, nonsensical zoning enforcement, code enforcement. You can also take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. Also on the way, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, bankrupt. Wayne's going to tell us about it. Talk Live. Bring up anything you want at one eight five five four fifty 450 free That's the toll-free number brought to you by SACL CAI. four five zero three seven three three. 450 3733 Joining you tonight, it's Ian. Nemi. And Wayne. And we invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features that we have there for you. And we've got a lot of them, archives, going all the way back to late 2006. Those are all free for you. Plus, you can go to promote.freetalklive.com to get a whole bunch of different ways you can help Free Talk Live get into more ears around the world. Most of them free or very low cost, like printing out flyers. Go to promote.freetalklive.com to accomplish that. Uh, so we're talking about property rights uh, and the zoning information. There was a gentleman who called in about this place called the Woodlands which is like a very, very large planned community in the the Houston area. According to the Wikipedia article here, approximately 93,000 people uh, living there as of 2010. And uh, unfortunately, they're in a position where they're going to be forced to have a government. And they're being forced to have a government by the state of Texas. Now, they've managed to escape from under the thumb of Houston because they were in what's called the extra extraterritorial jurisdiction of Houston. And they entered into an agreement with the city of Houston to give them $16 million so Houston would leave them alone. So essentially they bought off uh, the government of Houston from messing with them with $16 million in cash. But they're still being required to apparently incorporate as their own city and create a government. So that's a sad thing. And it... It's unfortunate that, uh, you know, people don't – the message hasn't gotten out yet to enough people about why it's bad to have governments around. Does
1: that mean that that area has real private property?
0: You mean before the government's created? Yeah. Yes. I I don't know because they were – as it was mentioned, they were part of the extraterritorial jurisdiction Mm -hmm. of the city of Houston.
2: And they had to pay to have that removed, right, if I'm understanding what you're saying? Correct.
0: They bribed Houston to leave them alone, basically. I wonder if that
2: would work in Keene. (laughs)
0: <laughs> i don 't know I mean you, you, you would mean to like uh, separate your own property away from the city of Keene
2: right. how much money would I have to give them for them to leave me alone and let me have all the trash and unregistered <laughs> cars and rVs and animals, animals chickens chickens and geese on my property that I wanted I think Midges. a lot of people
0: have asked them, them you know themselves that question. It would be interesting to ask the city bureaucrats that question you know how much would it take to uh, to get you people to leave me alone, but the only problem I see with that particular proposal is what if they change their minds
2: right or charge you with bribery so in then that case it would be you would i think i really think that people who are complaining to the bureaucrats and using the bureaucrats as their personal thugs should should be not exposed but come on you know and how much money would it take to pay them off so i can have a couch on my property or an unregistered car on my property
0: It certainly does seem to be about money with these people, not about protection. Speaking of protection, we're talking about Phoenix Jones Uh uh, over at Seattle P.I., a woman who admits she hit self-proclaimed superhero Phoenix Jones with a shoe, says he used pepper spray on her friends for no reason. She told MyNorthwest.com that it was the most horrifying experience of her life the incident happened early Sunday. It uh, has been investigated by police who has since arrested and jailed superhero Phoenix Jones. Who's... Superheroes don't use
1: pepper spray. I mean, he's <laughs> not a real superhero if he has to use that.
0: Well, I mean, Batman doesn't yeah. have
1: any superpowers. You don't have to have powers. So he has his tool belt and he has all these things in his tool belt, but Which I don't it's... think he ever had pepper spray no, but
0: in it. Bruce Wayne is a billionaire, right? So he has the scientists developing tools for him. I mean, Phoenix Jones doesn't have the same budget.
1: So he's, he shouldn't be a superhero. Then he's got his pepper I don't spray. know.
2: He's he's got a, a fascinating looking um, outfit. I'll tell you that it's yellow and black. It's like
0: skin tight looking. It, it's a sharp looking outfit. Is he muscular? It looks muscular. I,
2: I think it's built to look muscular. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know whether
0: he is or not? That's another question.
1: Well, he's got to be muscular, and he's got to he's got to have something better than pepper spray to keep people away. What I, about a force field or something?
2: I can't really tell if his if he's one of the superheroes that wears his underwear on the outside of his outerwear, though. <laughs> one of the allegations
0: on the Wikipedia article about Phoenix Jones is that the people involved in his Rain City superhero movement are supposedly all trained in some form of self-defense, martial arts, that kind of thing. Which, of course, again, makes you wonder why he's using
1: pepper spray. Pepper spray. spray.
0: Uh, but anyway, p- police say that uh, Phoenix Jones, who's 23 years old, used pepper spray on a group of men and women early Sunday. And there's actually video of the incident. It shows two women chasing after Phoenix Jones. <laughs> <laughs> and the man with face paint. Hope he can run fast. Hitting them and telling the self-proclaimed superheroes to leave. Joan says he was a victim in the case. Now, one of the women who was with the group has told her story. She says we were just walking down to our parking lot after having a good time in Seattle when a little argument broke out between our group and the other group, and all of a sudden we were attacked. I turn around and we're being attacked by these guys wearing Halloween costumes. (laughs) Can you
2: imagine? (laughs) He's lucky he didn't get shot, honestly. Uh,
0: He apparently has had a gun pulled on him in the past in in some of his incidents of... Somebody
2: comes out in a superhero costume and it's not Halloween. I yeah, that's that's scary. <laughs> that's bizarre. That's scary.
0: She says he says I'm a superhero and then sprays everyone. Nothing <laughs> gives him a right to do that. That's harassment and assault. And this is one of the problems with uh, with being a hero or or wanting to get involved and save somebody in a situation is you don't know what uh, If you're just coming up on something, you don't know what's going on. I mean, for all you know, they're filming a movie uh, or, you know, that uh, this is just a minor spat and everything would have been all right. But then you getting involved throws things off kilter and everything goes out of whack and makes things worse. Uh, And I remember there was one story where, let's see, there was like a bar room fight and somebody got involved and actually ended up i think they got stabbed as a result of it uh or they tried to help the guy guy that got stabbed and the guy they helped was like some sort of racist and you know they didn't even know who they were i
1: I remember that you read that story when i was with you on the air about maybe two years ago yeah well, you know, superheroes should just dress up as normal people. And then if they see trouble, they go into a phone booth or go behind some bushes or dumpster and change into their superhero costume.
0: Yeah, but that doesn't get you as much attention when you're walking around downtown Seattle.
6: It's True. A,
2: it must be about the attention. I, I mean, really, if you're if you're just a normal kind of run of the mill individual who's interested in breaking up fights, why wouldn't you go out looking like a normal individual? You you go out looking like a, dressing up in a Halloween costume with your pepper spray going out to save the day. Come on. Uh,
1: Why doesn't he just become a cop?
0: Let's go to Barry in Pennsylvania. I think that's because he actually has a criminal record, I've, although that doesn't prevent people from becoming cops. Barry is in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello there, Barry.
5: Hey, guys. Can you hear me?
0: Yeah, sure. What's on your mind tonight?
5: Excellent. Well, I'm Paul I'm from the belly of the beast here in Harrisburg, <laughs> where our state government and some of the lo- other local municipalities decided to... Uh, Get into the burning trash and makes team business. Mm-hmm. And over the years, it uh, tripled, quadrupled in price. And um, what has
0: quadrupled in price?
5: Great. The uh, the cost of uh, getting the incinerator um, back into line to uh, make money. And now, roughly um, one hundred and eighty million dollars in all.
0: So let me see if I understand this because this is news to me. So, some cities, instead of putting trash in a landfill, set it on fire?
7: Yeah, it's done
5: in um, some of the larger cities. Delaware does, I believe. Um, And Harrisburg wanted to get into the same sort of project. And uh, they invested millions upon millions into an incinerator to burn trash to mix steam to uh, heat and cool uh, area buildings. And, uh, you know, Decades later, for $200 million in the hole, and uh, the city might go bankrupt.
1: (laughs) Actually, according to the article I have in front of me right here, they've already filed for bankruptcy as of yesterday.
5: Yeah, they did. Um, The city council did. The mayor does not want to do that, so they've actually put an injunction that it was an illegal thing for the city council to do. So it's a big mess here. Wow why um, government at all levels should just protect people with liberty and get out of all kinds of uh, um, business opportunities.
0: Well, I don't trust them to do anything, but I get it why people think that they should do protect protect their liberties. But, of course, in order to protect people, they have to violate their rights in the first place by stealing money from them and extorting obedience from them apparently so i I just don't trust them for any of those things and just look how they ran you know look how they run their stuff they run it into the ground they they don't do do things you know that are financially viable now i'm sure that it wasn't this incinerator that put the the city under i'm sure it was a you know a variety of different factors that brought them to the brink of bankruptcy uh and maybe wayne you can tell us a little bit more about that coming up here in hour number three but thanks uh barry for the call tonight appreciate hearing from you at one eight five five four fifty free. That's eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Now I'm, not, you know, I'm not really familiar with the incinerator proposal, but that doesn't sound too environmentally friendly. No, setting things on fire. Hmm. More coming up. You Garbage. Take Hour three's next. This is Free Talk Live.
8: When the power goes out for any length of time, you've got problems. Starting with food that's going bad, even in the freezer. No communications, living by candlelight or flashlight, it's a bad place to be. The solar flare cycle is heating up and has already done damage to the grid. NASA and NOAA tell us that next year and in 2013, it will take down large sections of the grid for days or weeks at a time. Hurricanes and floods also cut power for several days or weeks. You can protect yourself now. The SG-1 solar generator by Sound Wisdom produces 5,000 watts of household current, comes with 230 amp hours of battery, 220 watt solar panels, and a built-in battery maintainer desulfator. This is the only portable system you can add as many batteries or solar panels as you like. It will also convert power from windmills, water wheels, DC welders, or gas generators, any source of 12-volt DC power. See it now at Freetalklivesolar.com. Technicians are standing by now to answer your questions, even during the Sunday night show. FreeTalkLivesolar.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. The toll free number for you is 1 855 450 Free. That's brought to you by SACL CAI, by the way 1 855 450 3733 joining you here for the third hour of the show. It's Ian, Nemi, and Wayne. And of course, we invite you to the website at freetalklive.com. You'll find the features there are free, so enjoy those on us again, freetalklive.com. Coming up, cops entering your car without your permission. We'll explain what's going on with that. But a little more. I want to hear more about this Harrisburg situation. Wayne, we had a guy call in uh, at the very end of the last hour who was calling from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, uh, the capital so-called of the state, where apparently they're on the brink of bankruptcy and it I'm sure it has to do with more than just the incinerator that he was talking about, but apparently one of the big factors is the city spent a whole lot of money on an incinerator that they thought was somehow going to turn a profit for them, and it instead has become a $200 million hole. Mm-hmm. So what's going
1: on down there? Well, there was an entry on the blog called shtfplan.com. I think we know what shtf stands for. And the story's entitled, Capital of Pennsylvania Files for Bankruptcy Protection. Well, evidently, back in December of 2010, there was there was a, a well-known bank and economic analyst named Meredith Whitney, and she was warning about the coming defaults of local, uh, state, state and local governments. Uh, "Quote: It has tentacles as wide as anything I've seen. I think next to housing, this is the single most important issue in the United States, and certainly the largest threat to the U.S. economy. In less than a year." The capital uh, of the state that was once hosted the Constitutional Convention, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, has become the first major government body to file for bankruptcy. The city of Harrisburg, Mm. facing a state takeover of its finances, filed for bankruptcy protection following a vote by city council, according to a lawyer for the council.
0: Now, the word, according to our caller in the last hour, was that the mayor has somehow intervened in this and has said that the city council went, went about this the wrong way. So maybe this bankruptcy is going to be reversed somehow or canceled. But this is the news as, you, as you've heard it.
1: Yes, with a little bit of background, obviously, because this is not the first town that's going to face this. There's, no, but they're saying this is the biggest one thus far. The biggest one so far, the capital city of Pennsylvania. But of right. course,
0: uh, they're just talking about cities. We have seen how the uh, state of California, the people calling themselves the state there and also in Illinois, as well as other places. But those two places are in heavy financial uh, trouble, big time, like to the point of billions and billions of dollars that they just can't even come close to paying uh, to, for instance, shore up their retirement funds. Mm -hmm. So just because this Harrisburg's the biggest city that's had a problem doesn't mean there aren't uh, major problems on a much larger scale in some states.
1: Yeah, and it's going to get worse. Yep. There's a fellow named Mark D. Schwartz, a Pennsylvania-based lawyer and form, former head of municipal bonds for Prudential Financials Incorporated's mid-Atlantic region, said he filed the documents by fax to a federal bankruptcy court last night, and that was probably the night before last. The filing couldn't be confirmed with the U.S. Bankruptcy Court in Harrisburg. The state capital of 49500 faces a debt burden five times its general fund budget because of an overhaul and expansion of a trash-to-energy incinerator that doesn't generate enough uh, revenue.
0: A debt burden five times its annual budget.
1: That's right. Okay. Big one. Quote, This was a last resort, Schwartz said in an interview after the council voted 4-3 to to seek bankruptcy protection. They're at their wit's end. In a copy of the Chapter 9 petition provided by Schwartz, the city lists both assets and debt of $100 million to $500 million, Somewhere, I guess, in that range. According to the copy, the city has 49 or fewer creditors. The Pennsylvania Senate... Right, so
0: what I, what I haven't heard yet is are they running a deficit each year as well? So are they adding to their debt every year? It sounds like they are, right? sounds like they are, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, the Pennsylvania Senate is scheduled to take up legislation next week that would make Harrisburg the first municipality in the state to be placed in receivership. Source Business Week. So what does it mean
0: when that happens to a city?
2: That could be a great thing, at least in in my mind. How? <laughs> you have someone, a, a private entity, I would imagine, um, overseeing the city. So, Well, the, it would be
0: the state is what it sounds like. It sounds like
1: it's the state's going to state handle their finances. Over, yes, the state will be taking over their, their finances. So. Okay, not so great then. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. Most of the bondholders... But I see do,
0: what you're saying. You're saying like if the bank... Uh, if some of their banks, whole cre- you know, their their creditors would
1: be able to be the people that would would take the pr- the right. so called property. But I don't think the the people in the, who live in that town who own property are going to be squeezed any less because the state takes over the finances. Oh no. no, no. And that's really what matters here. But but the bondholders, just like those who held debt uh, in the now government and union controlled General Motors, will Hang be on, wiped wait. out. And
0: what what creditor would want this? Like if you. If you were the if you were the person who gave a loan to the city of Harrisburg, and you found out that they were operating at you know just pouring money down a hole basically, and they've got this incinerator that is just this gaping you know money incinerator basically at this point just throwing bales of cash into the thing, uh, would you want to take that property? You couldn't sell it. You can't exactly just put a, a city up for sale, can you? I mean, maybe they can. Maybe they can.
1: I don't know. It's so crazy. I guess we're going to find out what happens. Well, the, the bondholders, for example, are going to take uh, take a big loss here, just like the bondholders who controlled General Motors were, were forced the government to. Government bonds. Yeah, the government bonds. Which,
0: of course, everybody's told when they buy them. Oh, yeah, it's a government, so of course you'll get your
1: money. That's right. But Not the this whole, time, but the the entire municipal bond market, according to Zero Hedge, they say, and now that the precedent has been set, yes, Virginia, can be done. Uh, watch as tens if not hundreds of other cash-strapped towns, cities, localities, and other entities follow suit promptly to uh, quite promptly and, you know, form uh, or declare bankruptcy. But now here's the spin, the author says. For those who thought government jobs and pensions were safe from the economic contraction, think again. As cities and states face budgetary problems amounting to hundreds of billions of dollars, their only recourse will be to start cutting jobs and renegotiating pension commitments. Meredith Whitney had a gloomy Those forecast for them as well.
0: The unions are not budging. Well, right the now they're not, right. but, the but Times, you can't get
1: blood from a rock. Right. Well, there's no doubt about that.
0: But they are not making it easy.
1: But back in, in uh, June of 2010, um, Meredith Whitney had said that at least two million government jobs will be eliminated as city councils and state legislators are forced to tighten their belts. Harrisburg is, is the country. first, but it won't be the last. That's correct. Yeah, okay.
2: So I think that's a good thing. That, Absolutely. That, that's the, the light at the end of the tunnel that You're I right. say. This is the
0: kind of economic correction that uh, will be nice to see
1: happen. Right. Exactly. Because a lot of these towns got bloated because of the real estate bubble, because the sure. housing values went up and they started raising taxes to, to, according to the valuations. And then property values fell and they didn't, they didn't lower taxes, but now they're addicted to, to all this money, right. just like they accuse the Wall Street banks of being money junkies. Well, so are these towns. Yeah, absolutely. So were the state governments. They, they got addicted to all this, this money as it was increasing. The contractions are hard on, on money junkies. It's a bad, bad scene, and
0: so you've got Harrisburg filing for bankruptcy. Whether or not it is, is going to go through or not is another question. How it's going to play out, I am no financial expert at all, so I don't know what you know is going to happen when the state takes it over. Because the idea that the state is somehow going to be able to better run the city than the city bureaucrats seems pretty ludicrous. So, and I, and
1: I doubt the state of Pennsylvania has the funds to bail out the, the, the incinerator? city of Harrisburg yeah, to or bail or out whatever. any of that. Yeah.
0: Right cuz they're I, I completely agree the, the governments around the country are having difficult time financially. I mean the state of New Hampshire actually passed a 12% smaller budget. Uh, so I think New Hampshire's doing probably a little better than most places because most of them just aren't cutting back at all.
1: Well the city of Claremont wants to build a 10 million dollar rec center. Oh yeah, there's still some stupid What? Yeah, 10 million dollar rec recreation center in the, Claremont. Claremont, yeah.
2: Using which, whose money?
1: Your guess is as good as mine.
2: Oh
0: my well, they just built a $40 million school here in Keene, and before that, the $40 million jail. So they've got all kinds of...
1: Well, they do, get, they do get promised state money and some federal money for some of these projects, if they're schools or... But a town rec center, I don't think they'd get... They might get a little bit of state money, state but money. no federal money on that. Well, and that's what this is going to have to come down to, right, is that...
0: That's at least it was what I see happening, is that, let's say Pennsylvania takes over Harrisburg. And they don't have the money to just keep it keep it operating, and they you know they're an inc- incompetent bureaucracy just like Harrisburg, and so they don't have any way to make Harrisburg more efficient. So it just keeps losing money hand over fist, and eventually they're going to have to go to the feds for a bailout, and or just be- shut it down. Mm-hmm. Shut down what? The government? Yeah. No, they're going to get a bailout before they do that, because that's the way. That's the only way out for them.
1: Well, there's bankruptcy protection where you discharge the debts
0: one 450 free you can take control bring up anything free talk live This is Free Talk Live and you are invited to take control of these airwaves. Bring up anything you want. One-eight five five-450-free. That's 855-450-3733. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Nami. And, Wayne. and we invite you to our website where we have news updates. You get signed up and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. You'll find out via email or Twitter, Facebook, whatever de- delivery method works best for you. Go to news.freetalklive.com. Get signed up. That's news.freetalklive.com on October 19th. You can let the establishment know that we the people, not the media, will decide the future of this country. You can head over to BlackThisOut.com. Be a part of the largest grassroots donation effort in history. It's the first step to getting the government out of your life and out of this economy. Visit BlackThisOut.com today and let the media know that you won't stand by and let your freedom be blacked out. BlackThisOut.com. It's a big way to support the Ron Paul campaign uh, because Ron Paul is, as always, bringing new people to these ideas of freedom, and I think it's, I think
1: it's important to get behind him in speaking truth to knucklehead neocons.
0: So we're going to continue here uh, with you and your thoughts going to the phones, but we we're talking about Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and how it is that they uh, filed for bankruptcy at this point, uh, losing money hand over fist. Uh, in fact, apparently, just throwing bales of it into an incinerator. Uh, in town that has just it's one of their little government investments that doesn't pan out And this is the thing governments get all kinds of money from taxpayers and of course when you don't when it's not your money that you're spending it's no problem to make investments that no sane person would actually end up making if
1: it turns out really bad you probably won't even be in office by the time it goes bad sometimes. Right. you
0: have no liability for it you're not on the line your assets aren't uh, you know at risk your credit it's,
1: score is not at risk, your yeah. reputation, maybe somewhat, but that's if you get blamed for it directly.
0: But in this case, their credit scores might actually get hurt, because if they go through bankruptcy, then, uh, then who's going to want to loan money
1: to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania? But the individual bureaucrats who, who made the decisions, their credit scores won't be affected. Right. If they had their own business and they were making that type of decision, they have a lot more liability, and, and they'd probably be a lot more careful about a decision of that magnitude. Yeah, absolutely. An investment of that magnitude
0: but if they do go and they go through with this bankruptcy because you would because I had said that I thought that eventually the feds are going to come in and bail these states out that uh, you know because the word is the state's going to take over Harrisburg and they're not going to be able to run it any better so what happens
1: then well it'll go uh, through bankruptcy protection where the, the the bondholders for the town of or city of Harrisburg will get Taken to the cleaners and they'll they'll start over just like General Motors did, and it'll it'll be a new corporation probably and, and they'll they'll get the white the, the the slate wiped clean.
0: It's very interesting. That that's what bankruptcy is all about. What does that mean for the people that are receiving pensions from the old corporation? What does that mean? I mean, all that is
2: parking t- tickets against
0: yeah. yeah, what happens if that if that's what ha- if that's what occurs is that they have to wipe out the municipality of Harrisburg the and debt. create a new one yeah. from from scratch? What does that mean? Like, I, I can't even c- comprehend that. It's one thing to think about it on a on like a business level. You know what happens when a business goes bankrupt? Uh, you know, if they go out of business, they can't pay their debts. Then they go into receivership and they sell off all their assets.
1: But with governments, things are a little different, right? And different states have different bankruptcy laws, and there might be some agreements made to uh, make sure that the pension holders get something. They won't—I'm sure they won't get 100 percent, but they'll probably—they'll try to bail them out somehow.
2: Forty cents on the dollar. Would
0: they get like yeah. a one-time payment, a settlement of some sort? H-
2: hard
1: to say how they'll do it. It'll
0: but... be interesting to watch, and uh, because whether it happens to Harrisburg. It's going to happen somewhere, and right? And
1: many, many other towns right now, according to Meredith yeah. Whitney, are in trouble and, and very on, on the precipice of this happening to them as well. So, and then the federal government, really, the, the real debt of the federal government when you consider all the liabilities is over, is over $150 trillion. Some say over $200 trillion. So, you know, eventually they're going to lose their ability to borrow as
0: well. Right. There's no getting out of this for them. I mean, the laws of economics are immutable. Let's continue with you and your thoughts. James is in Atlanta James, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Nemi and Wayne.
9: Good evening. Can you hear me?
0: Yes, sir. Go ahead with your thoughts.
9: Hey, uh, I work for a company that owns a bunch of properties, and we got a property tax notice, and it had a funny insert in it. Let me just read this to you. The Evermore Community Improvement District is an association of property owners along US-78, they voluntarily tax ourselves in order to make our community a great place to live, work, and shop. But the funny thing about that is if we don't pay the tax, they take the building. So <laughs> I don't understand how it's voluntary.
0: Well, Exactly.
9: Another funny thing, too.
0: It's voluntary uh, for the people that want to believe that uh, the system is a consensual system. They tell themselves that they're volunteering into it because they don't want to admit that they're doing it by force.
9: Also, they... The county is on the notice that they're going to build more parks, more walking trails, more uh, tennis courts. The county already has 43 parks, over 50 tennis courts, has three water parks. So we don't need
5: any more. You know what I mean? (laughs)
0: But there's always a need for more. You see, you're looking at it from the perspective of a sensible tax-paying individual, the victim of the uh, the government. They're looking at it from the perspective of the Parks Department. In the Parks Department, the, the goal of any bureaucrat is to increase their purview, is to expand their bureaucracy, create more uh, little bureaucrats operating underneath them, take more under the control of their bureaucracy, so... The parks uh, organization, the parks uh, bureaucracy, wants to have more parks. They want to have more parks so they can have more bureaucrats to, to boss around <laughs> and so they can have more money flowing into their organization so they can, I don't know, funnel some to their, their buddies or funnel some into their own slush funds or whatever it is they're doing with, uh, with their money. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're the, the motivations and the incentives are completely backwards. Well,
9: last year, the building in Gwinnett County we collected $97,000 in rent, and that's down from 200000 a few years ago. The property taxes were 40000 They sent us one bill, and they didn't collect enough money, and they sent us another bill for $8,000. <laughs>
6: so
9: that's, that's half the rent just for the property tax.
7: It's crazy. I mean,
9: it is so ridiculous down here. And then they want to pass, they want to add one more pay to the sales tax to do a bunch of transportation projects. But the county I live in, over half the money is going towards MARTA, which is not even in my county. That's the, the mass transit system. Yep. I think, why do I have to pay for that?
1: <laughs> because they say so. All
0: good questions, James. What are you going to do about it?
9: I guess I'm, I'm done. Uh, come spring i'm moving to new hampshire awesome that's, that's what i've
0: decided it's great come news. on
2: up it's kind of cold up here but, that's but all right. you're welcome anyway
0: yeah I, you know i moved from I florida hope,
2: it's hopeless in georgia that's what i
0: I know how you feel man that's exactly how i felt living down in florida hopeless no <laughs> chance to change things uh but up here what's the population of atlanta by the way
9: uh it's pretty, maybe 10 million i 10 guess million. yeah atlanta.
0: that's that's like it's like like 10 new hampshire seven times the (laughs) size of new hampshire just right there hey thanks for the call james look forward to seeing you don't forget to drop by freestateproject.org and get signed up if you haven't yet okay okay thanks james all right that's what it's going to take people are going to have to get fed up they're going to have to realize that there's no chance to change this what odds does james have of running for city council in uh, atlanta georgia with all the entrenched political people that are there doing whatever it is they're doing with the rewarding their friends and punishing their enemies you have no chance of playing in that game up here in new hampshire politics appears to be working it appears
1: to be working it's a lot more accessible
0: yeah by the average person more coming yeah. up here uh, 855-450-FREE this
4: is free talk live the first secret to success is recognizing opportunity the second is to act on it but how do you gain the skills to know how and win. AllSuccessClub.com. Meet successful individuals online and in exotic locations around the world. Find out from the rich and famous how they went from rags to riches and learn how to achieve financial independence for yourself. Your path to success begins now at AllSuccessClub.com.
0: is free talk live you can dial in toll free take control of the airwaves bring up anything you want at 1-855-450-FREE that's 855-450-3733 and joining you this evening it's Ian Nami and Wayne we invite you to our website freetalklive.com listening options are there we've got live streams around the clock you can get the latest episode of free talk live streamed to you for free In broadband and dial-up flavors, we've got radio stations, over 100 of them across the country, that carry the show throughout the week at various different points. Uh, Our satellite listening options, including two XM satellite radio channels, the free-to-air satellite channel for LRN.FM, as well as the webcam and the listen lines that allow you to uh, call from any phone that can dial long distance and listen that way. So once again, go to listen dot freetalklive.com to learn more about all of that. Now then, the Free State Project. We were just talking with the gentleman about it. He's fed up with what's going on down south in uh, Georgia and has decided to make the move to New Hampshire to join uh, in with the activists that have already come here and with the thousands who are pledged to make the move here to new hampshire as part of the free state project that's the reason why wayne you and i are here now nemi are you a new hampshire native i am you are okay i am the rare breed so uh yeah so it's good to it's good to have you on the show it's actually our first show that we've uh, we've done that's together. Right. so um what do you think about all this free state project stuff
2: oh gosh um I think it's great on paper, and it's it's fascinating to watch it because it, I have a I have a unique vantage point because I see uh, the Free State Project as a whole, and I also get to kind of watch what goes on with the free-keen contingent. Mm-hmm. It, it is a contingent, isn't it? And <laughs> it's I, a, it's I, a mix I, between Gandhi and Project Mayhem, right, according right. to Mother that, Jones that, magazine. That, <laughs> that was a great headline. I love that. I, and, and it's it's interesting because I, I kind of have... Um, watched i've watched it all unfold and and i've met people all over the state who have come here as part of the free state project and then i got to talk to and and observe the folks who were here before and to see see the reaction and we were talking about right at the beginning of the show during one of the breaks that recently um in the last couple of days the union leader has run a a kind of a smear uh couple of smear well one smear piece and one correction op-ed about um, the Manchester City Democrats identifying um, seven people and uh, tying them to the Free State project and they were only correct a, a, about two of them and, and it's just it, it's disappointing to me that my fellow Prior Free State Project um, New Hampshire residents don't really understand what the Free State Project is, that it is actually just the endeavor to get people here. And yeah. what what people do after that is not necessarily indicative of the uh, the Free State Project or the group as a whole. Well, how would they understand
0: it? I mean, unless you've actually taken the time to go to the Free State Project website and read about it. Then you're just going to have to go on what you've heard, and what you've heard is well, it could be a variety of anything. All kinds of misinformation is floating around out there about this movement.
2: Right, we're going to dismantle New Hampshire, is right. what what most. And, and unfortunately, I, I was given some heart today at reading the comments in the union leader section that there are there is a really good base over in central New Hampshire that understands that the principles of liberty and don't don't just see this as, oh my gosh, these people are coming in. And and trying to burn our our government to the ground, you know. I think, as, as personally speaking, I think the free staters are a great offset to the people who are who are moving up here trying to escape from Massachusetts, but mm-hmm. turning into or New York or yeah. New York or New Jersey, and they and end up to
1: recreating the very thing that they've run away from.
2: Massachusetts North, oh my gosh, it's um yeah, you know, as a native, there are many pieces that. that Things about New Hampshire that I love, one of my pet projects is is um, Second Amendment rights. So to look at any of the anti-gun legislation that comes up before the New Hampshire House, it's always fascinating to me to look at the state of origin for the, the people who are bringing the bill. Mm-hmm. And very rarely, and in fact, never has it been brought by a New Hampshire native. Interesting.
0: So there's a lot to be done, and I'm glad that you see things in such a positive manner. And it's so exciting to hear people saying they're going to move here and get involved because that wasn't happening in Florida. People weren't just coming into Sarasota and saying, hey, how can I help? That, that just wasn't happening. And uh, it's, it's, it's great to be around people who actually give a damn about freedom.
1: Yeah, in Florida, you tend to see mainline Republicans, mainline Democrats. We all know what they stand for and what they say and what mm-hmm. they do. And, and, and then
0: everybody else who's just getting pushed around.
1: Everyone else is just getting pushed around, exactly.
0: Let's go to you and your thoughts. Chris is in Wisconsin. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live with the Nemi and Wayne. Hi, thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Go ahead with your thoughts.
9: Uh, I was curious. I have a uh, a very good friend of mine, a little off topic here, but he's a, uh, a statist, true and through. And I'm curious, how how do you deal with that?
0: How do you deal with a friend being a through and through statist?
9: Yeah, I mean, we engage in open dialogue as far as... Uh, trying to convert him to uh a libertarian idea but
1: maybe that's the I can't problem
9: quite break through.
1: Maybe that's the problem. You're trying too hard. You know, the best thing you can do is educate yourself because as you become as you sharpen your sword, you become a lot It becomes a lot easier for you to drop little things in on him, but you're not going to just flip a switch on somebody. You know, you have to you work on them over time, but you have to be educated yourself. You have to be firmly rooted in the principles so that anything they say or question you on, you're you're right there with. Because if you don't know how to answer him when he has that question about, well, who's going to take care of the old people, for example, um, you're not going to be able to convince him.
0: You know, this is a great question, and I think it ties into something that I was discussing within the last couple of days on the program about how I approached talking to people at jail uh, about freedom. Mm-hmm. And my approach was to not say anything and just meet people on their own terms and allow conversation to occur and, you know, in- show interest in that person. And then eventually, if you show enough interest in somebody, they're going to ask you a question about you. And that's when you have the opportunity to to lay something out there and see how they respond to it. And eventually, mm-hmm. I had it to the point where people were asking me questions. Hey, you're the free stater, aren't you? And uh, you know, then they'd ask a question. They something they wouldn't understand. They would wanna they would wanna know more, and I would be able to help them with that. And it you know got to the point where you know somebody had uh, a question about the law or you know the the case that they were involved in. Oh, you know, you've got to come to the you know the block lawyer and talk to him. Not that I'm a lawyer, but you know, I was the guy that some of them came to talk to. And uh, it's different, though, when you have a friend, right? Because I didn't know any of the guys that uh, that I was in jail with when I started there. But you've got this friend. I mean, is, it, is this like somebody you've known for a long time?
9: Yeah, absolutely. No, and uh, I think there's a direct correlation to the interaction you had with the people at the uh, Cheshire Spiritual Retreat, I believe as we <laughs> call it. Um, and congrats on being out of that nonsense. Thanks. Uh, but this is a gentleman that... Uh, He's been a friend of mine for about, I don't know, 15, 20 years now, and for whatever reason or other, he just can't seem to grasp that violence is bad. It doesn't matter who perpetrates it. It doesn't matter what legitimacy they uh, claim to have. He seems to be behind it because he thinks that we're all just too stupid to figure out life for ourselves.
1: Mm. Was this status friend of yours, is he a Democrat or a Republican?
9: Oh, Democrat, absolutely.
1: Okay, he's a Democrat. Great. So, the first thing I would do is, is he like to read. Okay, get a Mary Ruart's book. It's called Healing Our World in an Age of Aggression. It's only if he's willing to read
0: a book from you and you, yeah. you know whether he's willing to do that or not. Sometimes you may have to do like a book trade. Like, oh, I tell you what, I'll read one of your books. If you'll read one of mine, and then we can talk about you know, what we've learned. That might be a way to, uh, to get him to do it. But the, the tricky part with friends and or family is these are people who mean a lot to you. You care about them. You've mm-hmm. been close to them for a long time. And so when you come across the ideas of liberty, it seems imperative that you have to bring your friends on board. And as you pointed out, Wayne, that could be what's pushing him away is that maybe you're just being too much of a hard salesman and uh, you know, driving him away from being really interested in what it is you're selling. And I, as some, I think it's Mark who says this, like an old sales uh, adage or axiom. That, uh, you know, uh, an expert is just a stranger from out of town. Sometimes you're the last person who's going to be able to convince your your friend or your family member uh, about these things.
2: And they may not be able to be convinced anyway. That's true. If he really
0: is accepting of violence against peaceful people and it's been made clear to him, you know, maybe he's not going to come around. And maybe you would be better off spending your time working on other prospects. And let us know how things go, uh, Chris, with your experience. I appreciate hearing from you, and good luck. 1-855-450-FREE. There are a lot of other fish in the sea. It's a shame if you can't bring a friend on, but it's not the end of the world. More coming up. You can still care about it. It's free talk live.
7: This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nesquik. Try Nesquik 4-Packs, perfect for lunches and great for kids on the go. Look for it in the juice aisle. Snack time is a great chance to sneak extra calcium into
2: your child's diet without making him feel like he's eating something he doesn't want. Serve up dairy-rich foods like smoothies, flavored milk, frozen yogurt, and string cheese. He'll love the treat, and you'll love knowing how good it is for him. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com
7: slash today.
0: Live moments remain. Maybe enough time for you and your thoughts at one 855 free That's eight five five four five zero three seven three three. That toll-free number brought to you by SACL CAI. And joining you this evening, is Ian. Nemi. And Wayne. And don't forget, go to freestateproject.org, get signed up for the Free State Project. If you love freedom, that is, if you understand that in order to be free, you have to allow others to be free as well. If you're willing to move to New Hampshire get active with other like-minded people to achieve liberty in your lifetime, that's where you need to go, freestateproject.org. And make plans now to be in New Hampshire, in Nashua, for the Liberty Forum, the 2012 Liberty Forum. It's back It's happening the 23rd of February through the 26th. It's a Thursday through Sunday event. Nemi, have you ever been to a Liberty Forum? I really
2: wanted to go this last year.
0: It didn't happen this year, actually. That's right. it was, it, they They missed a year, unfortunately, due to uh, some issues that I don't want to get into. Uh, it was an organizer issue. But they've got the best organizer back in charge now. Chris Lawless is yeah. uh, back on board. He's putting it together. He knows exactly what he's doing because he's done this before a few times. And uh, it's going to be awesome to have the Liberty Forum back. It's a great chance to come to New Hampshire to meet people like the ones you hear about on this show. And the ones you don't hear about on this show—the people that are out there doing the activity in the state house. There's going to be a state house tour. There's going to be a gun shoot. There's uh, lots of speeches and panel discussions. Much of this has yet to be announced. Some of the speakers were announced. Uh, I think it was on our Saturday show, so you can go back and check that out. Uh, the the website is freestateproject.org/libertyforum. Registration early bird registration prices are available now. It's not expensive at all to uh, to go to the Liberty Forum. Plus, you can share a room with uh, with people as well and split the cost there to bring the cost uh, down. It's basically a hotel-style convention. And if you use our discount code, which is FTL2012, you'll get 10% off your registration. So, again, give that a shot over at freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. Discount code is FTL2012. We're actually going to go back to uh, Chris. I think I accidentally uh, disconnected him earlier uh, without really getting to the point of his call. Chris, are you still with us? Yeah, I sure am. Because normally we only allow one call per night, so I apologize. I think uh, we cut you off there a little early. Go ahead.
9: No, I'm sorry for uh spamming the waves here. Um no, I the main question I wanted to ask was uh what do I have to do? What who can I talk to as far as moving through the free state? I um I don't know, I've been I obviously been engaged there, Ian, but I was trying to get involved in the free team forums and uh Unfortunately, it's some sort of a stalemate there and wasn't allowed membership or something or other. And I was curious what I need to do. Well,
0: that, that doesn't make any sense to me because uh, the free keen Forum is an open forum where anybody can go and... Uh, basically, the only requirement is you have to post an introductory post, and that gives you full access to the entire forum there. Uh, the Free Keene Forum is a great way for people to go and, and meet some of their future neighbors. Now, not everybody uh, hang, you know, spends time on the Free Keene Forum, but a portion of the people that live here do. And it's a good place to introduce yourself in advance of your move or in advance of a visit uh, up here to Keene and kind of get, a, a, a I guess, a, a bead on some of the activism that's, that's happening up here and uh, some of the things that are going on. So you can go to forum.freekeen.com to uh, to check that out. But as far as getting involved in the Free State Project, uh, one of the best ways to do that is to go to freestateproject.org, get signed up. Uh, they have a membership director who, uh, you know, you can send a question to. Or there's a forum at the Free State Project website as well, which is fairly well trafficked. And that's a great place to throw questions out to a variety of people across New Hampshire, not just in Keene, but uh, but all over New Hampshire and people who haven't made the move yet. So I would recommend both of those forums as uh, as good resources for people that are interested in connecting uh, with some of the folks up here.
9: I appreciate the advice. Um, I I don't know, maybe a technical error with uh, Free Keen.
0: I'll um, well, tell you I'm what, curious. if you come across, obviously we can't do tech support on the national radio, but if you come across a problem, just shoot me an email and, uh, you know, it's a unit dot and I'll see what I can do to work it out because it's, it's my forum. And if there's something wrong with it, something broken, then I'll, I need to know about it. So uh, take the time to shoot me an email. And once I get, once, once I get caught up on the hundreds of emails that have, have uh, stacked up here, uh, I will. And that's basically what I'm doing this week. Uh, I will certainly get back to you and we'll, we'll fix whatever we can.
9: No, I absolutely understand. I mean, civil disobedience has a cost, and uh, you uh, you, you did what you had to do, and I understand that there's a little bit of a delay on that uh, technical side of things. Um, I'm curious, though, I uh, sooner rather than later would like to go to New Hampshire for a visit. Um, I'd like to hopefully meet some people. Uh, Keene seems attractive to me as far as a place where a lot of people are active. And I guess I'm just wondering, what's the best avenue for me to go uh, as far as setting
0: something like that up? Good question. Well, first of all, if you want to go sooner than the Liberty Forum, obviously we were just talking about that as a great opportunity for folks to come up here February 23rd through the 27th, freestateproject.org slash libertyforum to learn more about that. Uh, If you want to go sooner than that then uh, there's a visit visit page over at freekeen visit.freekeen.com it's a, it's also up on the top menu bar when you go to freekeen that has some tips uh, some suggestions that you can follow to uh, to make your visit a little bit better so for instance some folks came up from New Jersey just the other day and Sometimes you can go through the. You can also go through the Free State Project website. You can contact the uh, like the the Welcome Wagon. I think it's called there, and you can let them know when you're going to either if you're going to move, and they'll bring some people out to help you unload your moving truck, or if you're just visiting, they'll pass the word on to people in the areas in which you plan on visiting. So just the other day, uh, there was a message that I got from Mark Warden, who's the Welcome Wagon guy for uh, for the Free State Project, and he said, "Hey, there's some people coming up. They're in Keene today." So like short short notice, uh, they're in Keene today. Can somebody go out and you know have lunch with them or meet them for a drink or something like that? And uh, and basically what happened was Haika, uh, who's another one of the, she's a New Hampshire native, uh, and I, Haika uh, put out, uh, she contacted these guys and they were already in downtown Keene. It was around noon. They were heading to a local restaurant. So I mean literally we had minutes to respond to this thing. I sent out a Keene four on one to let people know what was going on in the area that these folks were visiting. And we had five people show up within approximately 15 to 20 minutes of the message going out to these folks. So, I mean, even on a short notice situation, we're usually able to pull something out. Uh, but if we have a little bit more than 20 minutes worth of notice, we might be able to do a little bit better than uh, than five people. So again, there's visiting information I think on the Free State Project site. I don't know where it is there. Look for the welcome wagon info.
2: There's a visit New Hampshire link on the left-hand side of the page as Perfect. well. Perfect.
0: That's where I would go there. And then also on uh, the Free Keen site, there's a visit page there with uh, specific tips. So thanks, Chris, for the call. Look forward to seeing you when you get here. 855 Five four fifty free as we continue with i think we've got michael in connecticut michael you're on free talk live with the Anemi and wayne
10: oh hello hey. I, I wanted to add on to uh nick from illinois uh, thought question he always has some good ones okay sure uh, about property rights um uh the, the main difference between a municipality and like a deed restricted property is that a deed restricted property is technically a government that has the unanimous consent of the governed versus mm-hmm. a municipality, there are no parameters of property ownership, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just they control, you know, this set of land through violence and force. Right. And I thought I had a quick question. If let's say, out of curiosity, there was a referendum that ended let's say ended taxes and ended government aggression and Let's say, you know, replace taxes with like a Salvation Army bell ringer or something, you know, (laughs) accepting tips or something. And government aggression was ended. At that point, the next day, you know, it becomes a peaceful entity. That's right. That same territory, is it still considered open land? Is this entity that is now peaceful suddenly own it? or is that just uh
0: you mean everything that they claim as the as, as the city's property would they then own that
10: would they i mean is that considered still unowned land or just because they become a peaceful entity
0: that's a good question like right because what i was saying earlier is the the city is essentially an aggressive agency so therefore it owns nothing i would say yeah. that if the the people calling themselves the city wherever we're talking about if those people were to actually seriously do what you're saying and and essentially reject or renounce violence as their methods i would say yeah go ahead and grant them all that land fine i don't care anymore i mean i don't have any i don't have any, a, a gripe with how they do as behave. long as they're
1: providing services that are that are consensual yeah. that that's the that's the yeah. main thing and you know in the old days before governments got so big there were churches and private charities that, that took care of a lot of these things and private organizations. And if you didn't like what they were doing, you could defund them. You didn't have to pay them. You didn't have to donate to them. And, and that's what we have to get back to. We have to get back to coming together individually and, and creating uh, groups that can help. If you see a need in your community, you can get together with some of your neighbors and, and put some money together and help those people.
0: Great question, Michael. Thanks for the call yeah. tonight. Let's talk to Mark briefly. Uh, Mark, with the final thoughts of the show. you got about 20 seconds. Go ahead.
7: Hey, I was just driving along through uh, Bar Harbor. This is Mark Edge from Free Talk Live. And, uh, oh, dude. Mark, Bar Harbor. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. <laughs> uh, waited for a half an hour. You know, you can buy alcohol in a grocery store in Maine. So if I'm across the arbitrary line in New Hampshire, I've got to buy alcohol from a uh, entity, um, you know, a state-run... Uh, Mark, store. you should run but for state rep
0: and change that law. We're out of time. See you tomorrow night.
7: And now it's time for the Leadership Radio Minute with tips and advice on how to maximize your own leadership potential. Here's international leadership expert and New York Times best-selling author, John C. Maxwell.
4: Political philosopher Niccolò Machiavelli wrote, It's not the titles that honor men, but the men that honor titles. If you want to make the most of your position and honor whatever title you may possess, then you cannot rely on a title to help you lead others. Leadership isn't a right, it's a privilege something that must be continually earned. We leaders don't deserve our positions. They've been given to us in trust. If you're a leader, don't take anything for granted. Good organizations are built by servant leaders who work very hard every day to keep the organization moving forward toward its vision, not just for their own sake, but for everyone they lead and serve. For the Leadership Radio Minute, I'm John C. Maxwell.
7: For more information on how to maximize your own leadership potential, please visit johnmaxwell.com. True leadership isn't a matter of having a certain job or title. In fact, being chosen for a position is only the first of the five levels every effective leader achieves. In his new book, The Five Levels of Leadership, leadership expert and New York Times bestselling author John C. Maxwell helps you to become more than the boss people follow only because they're required to. He gives advice on how to grow further, achieve results, and build a team that produces. The Five Levels of Leadership, the newest book from John C. Maxwell, is available wherever books are sold.